0: Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 19. If you wish that your metabolism was faster, then this is the episode for you. We'll actually explore the pros and cons of faster metabolism, along with ways to boost yours if you feel like that's what's best for you. I just want to remind you that this podcast is simply to help provide education, and it's not a substitute for getting individual care and attention where needed. Please seek out a licensed dietitian if you need help with your specific circumstances. All right, let's get going. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size And put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I am so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Hello, welcome, welcome. How's it going? I am doing so good. Last night my husband and a couple of my kids and I went to a Shakespeare in the Park event here in our city And it was actually put on by my good friend Heidi. And she's been organizing these plays for several years now. And it's free for the public to come and watch. And they always do just a phenomenal job. And this year they put on the play Twelfth Night. And it was hilarious. We were all laughing all night long. And the time just flew by. And I didn't realize that the phrase, some are born great... Some achieve greatness and some have greatness thrust upon them. I've heard that phrase many times before, but I didn't realize that that phrase actually comes from this play from Shakespeare in Twelfth Night. So that was fun to learn. But the reason I'm bringing this up is that one of the things I was most happy about when watching this play is that one of the leading female roles, who is the love interest of the count in the play, was this beautiful plus-sized woman and it just made my heart sing to see a larger woman portrayed as a beautiful love interest in a play we just don't get that enough in our society i feel like our kids and we women especially need to be seeing larger women in roles like this to just reinforce to our brain that yes we can be desirable and attractive and fantastic at any size so i was just really grateful for that and All of the cast members did great, and it was just a a delightful night, so just wanted to share that. All right, let's talk about metabolism. Chances are you've heard this word thrown around a lot, but maybe you don't know exactly what it means, so I want to begin with just a little bit of clarification. First off, a lot of people use the terms metabolism and metabolic rate interchangeably, but they're actually two different things. Metabolism is all of the chemical reactions in our bodies. Really, it's the chemical reactions in any organism. Any living organism has basically the same chemical reactions that we do in our bodies. But anyway, it's all those reactions that help keep us alive. They allow uh, our bodies to function normally. So these are functions like breathing and blood circulation, cell growth and cell repair. And actually, three of the main functions of metabolism are to, number one, convert the energy and the food that we eat into energy that can be used to run the many processes that our our cells undertake every day. Number two, it's to convert food into building blocks for proteins and lipids or fats, uh, nucleic acids and some carbohydrates. And then number three, to eliminate waste products. So that's basically what metabolism is. Now, everyone's metabolism works at different speeds. And this is what we call our metabolic rate. The higher your metabolic rate, the more calories you burn performing the chemical processes of metabolism. You may have heard of basal metabolic rate or BMR. And this is simply the number of calories that your body needs to function completely at rest. Some people are surprised to learn that this usually accounts for about 80% of the calories you need each day. Only 20% of our calories are used for activities outside of just our normal day-to-day body functions. So put another way, metabolic rate is the frequency or the speed of metabolism in a particular organism. And while everybody's metabolism or metabolic pathways, these functions are all the same, our metabolic rates can vary quite a bit. Now, for the sake of this episode and because I don't want to confuse anyone, I'm going to mostly use the word metabolism when talking about metabolic rate because that's normally how we hear and think and talk about it in our society. But now you know the difference and you can insert metabolic rate in your mind wherever it's necessary if you'd like. And I will be throwing the term in here and there as well. So we usually hear metabolism referred to as slow or fast, but another way to describe it could be efficient instead of slow because slower metabolisms require fewer calories to perform the exact same processes as faster ones. So technically they're more efficient and inefficient metabolisms instead of fast. So that's just another way to look at it you might be surprised to hear that there are actually pros and cons to both types of metabolism, slow and fast. But before we get into those, let's talk about what determines the rate of our metabolism. The number one thing that determines if your metabolism runs on the fast side or the slow side or right in the middle is, as many things in life, our genes, our genetic makeup. According to Dr. Chi Hao Li, I might be butchering that name, but I think that's how you say it. He's a professor of genetics at Harvard. He says people could have fast, slow, or average metabolisms regardless of their body size and composition. So a lot of times we tend to think of fast metabolisms in leaner people and slow ones in slow metabolisms in larger people, but that's just not always the case. Other things that affect metabolism are our age So even if you had a fast metabolism when you were younger, it can slow down as you get older. Another thing is your sex, your gender. Boys tend to have faster metabolisms than girls oftentimes. Um, Your weight, your hormone function, your physical activity levels, these can all affect your metabolic rate. Also, if you have dieted or gone through periods of under eating, then it's likely that your metabolism has been slowed as a result. There's no need to get mad at your body for doing this. It's really just doing its job. When your body feels like it's threatened, like you might be in a famine or in a period of starvation, it's just naturally going to slow its metabolism so that it can continue those life-sustaining functions that I mentioned earlier more efficiently and with fewer calories because it thinks that there's fewer calories in your environment. Here's one really important takeaway that I want to offer We often talk about fast metabolisms as being, quote, good or more desirable, and slow ones being, quote, bad or undesirable. But it's really not good or bad to have a fast or slow metabolism. It's just different. The rate of your metabolism is a neutral circumstance. And as I mentioned, there are actually pros and cons to both. Now, I can hear you saying, what, Jenna? You're crazy. My slow metabolism is the reason I can't lose weight no matter what I do. And remember, I'm more concerned with your overall health than I am with your weight. But even if that is the case, just hear me out here. (laughs) Let's go ahead and go over the pros of having a slow metabolism. One pro is that you don't have to eat as much. Now I know this can sound like it might be a con if you really like to eat, but honestly, this really can be a huge pro. It can be a big pain to feel like you constantly have to eat and that you never feel satisfied. Or maybe you eat a good-sized meal and you're hungry again one or two hours later. Eating fewer meals can save you time and money and energy preparing food. And also, if you have to eat a lot, then it can be really difficult to get the amount of nutrients you need if your body is just burning through those nutrients, the ones that you do give it really quickly. Having a slow metabolism can also result in aging slower. This is probably because of a couple different things. Number one, calorie restriction. Having fewer calories has been shown to slow the aging process. It's also been shown to prevent certain diseases. But also having low levels of thyroid hormone are correlated with slow metabolism. And a study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism found that low thyroid activity correlates with greater life expectancy. Remember, faster metabolisms make the body work harder, which puts it under more stress. This might be one reason that studies have shown that people in the, quote, overweight category on BMI charts have the longest life expectancy. Perhaps many of these people just have slower metabolisms, which just helps them age more slowly. I don't know. This is just kind of me speculating here. Another pro of a slow metabolism, if you are an athlete, it can be a real benefit because, It'll help you store and maintain energy from food for workouts that require increased endurance. It's also easier to build muscle because your body is more efficient at using the building blocks that it gets from food. Another pro is that having a slow metabolism might result in having a more regular menstrual cycle. And you might have to go to the bathroom less frequently because number one, you probably aren't eating and drinking as much. And number two, your body is processing waste at a slower rate, which means you're not going to be eliminating food as, as often. So those are just some pros of having a slow metabolism. Let's go ahead and talk about some pros of having a faster metabolism now. One pro is that you can eat more and not have that excess food stored as extra extra weight. So for you fellow foodies out there, this could be one perk of uh, having a fast metabolic rate. Also, because faster metabolisms lead to faster elimination of waste, like we just talked about, you might digest food faster. And this could possibly reduce some stomach and intestinal issues. It also might help you get rid of any toxins stored in your body. can remove those quicker. Uh, fast metabolism could lead to better blood circulation and more energy throughout the day. And of course, because our society worships thinness, the fact that having a faster metabolism might make it easier to lose and maintain a lower weight seems to be a big pro for a lot of people as well. In fact, I think 99.9% of the time when people are interested in boosting their metabolism, trying to speed it up, it's because they're trying to shrink their body. They want to get smaller. So if the pros of a fast metabolism outweigh the pros of a slow one in your eyes, and you would like to increase your metabolism for whatever reason, I know a lot of people out there do, there are things that you can do to increase it to a certain extent. Remember, our genes play a big role in this, but we can still have influence or kind of manipulate our metabolism to some degree. One way is to make sure you're eating enough throughout the day. Eat when you get hungry, Under eating is just as risky for your health as overeating is. If you find that you're not eating enough, it could be because you're dieting. It might just be that you're busy and you aren't taking regular time out of your day to eat. So, of course, I would recommend that you stop dieting if you are currently doing so. You can go back and listen to episode number six on why dieting not only harms your health, but also leads to weight gain in the long run, if you'd like to learn more about that. And just keep in mind that if you want to increase your metabolism, then you need to stop undernourishing your body. Some studies have shown that eating smaller, more frequent meals or snacks throughout the day, so every three to four hours or so, helps keep your metabolism up and results in burning more calories than if you just ate two to three larger meals with the same amount of food. Another way to increase metabolism is to do high-intensity interval training, or HIIT workouts. This is just when you alternate periods of intense speed with periods of rest or normal speed. And these have been found to be particularly effective for increasing metabolism. Even after the workout is over, your metabolism can stay revved up for as much as an entire day. So if you're out for a walk, you could just speed up by speed walking or jogging maybe for just 30 to 60 seconds every few minutes And this will give you the effect of having a high-intensity interval training. Another common way to increase metabolism that is pretty well known is to increase your muscle mass. Muscle burns more calories at rest than other body tissue. So increasing your muscle is going to increase your metabolic rate, your resting metabolic rate, and your metabolism. Also, you're going to want to make sure you get enough protein. This helps with building muscle, so it's important to make sure that you're getting enough of this macronutrient after doing strength training. But also, protein increases something called the thermic effect of food more than other macronutrients do. And this is just how many calories it takes to digest and absorb and process the nutrients after a meal. Protein takes more energy to burn than, say, carbohydrates. Now, just a quick note here, most people in the United States get enough protein already in their diet. If you're a vegetarian or like a weightlifter, bodybuilder, or doing a lot of exercise, then you might have to be a little more intentional about getting enough protein into your diet. Another way to increase metabolism is to eat foods high in fiber, such as whole grains and beans. These make it so that your body has to work harder to break down, to break the foods down. So your body needs more energy to digest, say, brown rice than it does compared to white rice, or oatmeal compared to Rice Krispies, or whole wheat pasta compared to traditional white pasta. Also, getting enough sleep can help increase your metabolism. Consistently getting too little sleep can really wreak havoc on your metabolism. It can mess with your appetite hormones and lead to impaired glucose intolerance, just among other things. So... Make sure you're getting your Zs. Another tip to increase metabolism is to try reducing the stress in your life since stress can cause our bodies to metabolize food more slowly and, again, kind of messes with our hormones and just our metabolism in general. Make sure that you are moving throughout the day, keeping your body active, not just active during a 30-minute workout session, but just active and moving all day long, is a great way to keep your metabolism up and going. And then finally, make sure you're drinking enough water. According to a study in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism, after drinking about 17 ounces of water, which is about the same as two big glasses, the metabolic rates of the participants in the study increased by 30% and getting in the habit of taking a big drink as soon as you wake up in the morning has been found in particular to get your metabolism kind of kickstarted for the day. So, do any of these suggestions sound familiar? <laughs> Many of these are the same habits and behaviors that we recommend to improve gut health and reduce inflammation and increase energy and just improve your overall health in general. They are things that we've been hearing for years, but unfortunately we know that knowing and doing are two totally different things. So if you would like any help actually implementing any of these suggestions into your life or a number of other healthy behaviors, then be sure to come join us over in my Health Through Habits program. So in conclusion here, whether you have a slow or, again, efficient metabolism or a fast or inefficient one, Or if you fall somewhere in between, as long as you are following your body's hunger and fullness cues and eating a mostly balanced diet with a variety of macronutrients, you will likely be able to maintain your body's happy, healthy weight. Your body will adjust how often it gets hungry and how quickly it gets full based on how many calories it needs to function on any given day. And this is going to vary based on your activity level for the day and whether you're on your period and if you're healing from an injury and there's so many different things that require energy in the body and your body is so smart. It's so amazing. It knows how much energy it needs and it gives you signals to make sure that it's getting that energy that it needs. So my suggestion for you this week is that if you feel like a faster metabolism would benefit you, then choose just one of the ways that I went over to increase metabolism and focus on incorporating that into your life this week. Or if you're happy with where your metabolism is and you feel like you're getting a good amount of health-promoting behaviors in your day, then just pay extra close attention to your hunger and your fullness cues this week so that you can ensure that you're working with your body and your own individual metabolic rate to stay adequately nourished, but not overnourished. So I really hope you found this episode helpful and it maybe it gave you a little food for thought, some different ways you can think about metabolism going forward. Thanks so much for joining me. And I really look forward to talking to you again next week. Have a great day. If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at helpthroughhabits.com. You'll use the science and tools of habit formation To help transform your health and your mindset. In just a few short weeks, you'll be able to add any number of healthy behavior and thought habits into your life so that you can enjoy finding true health for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.